Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of It's All Zeit. It's All Zeit. It's All Zeit. Trends move in mysterious ways. All right. Why isn't that album on everyone's phone? Uh, Actung, yeah. baby. Is that what that is? I think so. Yeah, that was that slapped, I think, is what we <laughs> used to say when I was a kid. <laughs> back in 91. <laughs> back in uh, when I was a kid a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm lying about my age now. That's yeah, that's the new thing. That's I like around that. There. How old are you getting? 26? <laughs> 27, actually. Oh, Damn. I feel so old, So man. you barely remember 9-11. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was like two. Yeah, I think it was two, three. It was. Uh... Don't ever say I'm, dude. I was a '90s baby. I was born in '99. <laughs> uh, Miles, we're old. What's up? What's up? Uh, let's talk. What's up? <laughs> a commercial. I don't remember. Oh, that that came out the year I was born, '99. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Shannon Doherty is yeah. trending. Uh, very sad. This is. This reminds me of when Ray Charles and Ronald Reagan both passed like within days of each other because like the conservatives had their hero who passed and uh you know the rest of the world had theirs and I feel like you know yesterday Rush Limbaugh announced he has uh pretty advanced cancer and now we have global icon Brenda Walsh uh, announcing her cancer is back and it's not looking good. Yeah, that's so. So, because she, she was in rem, or remission. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. she had breast cancer and then uh, you know fought fought through it, got a, uh, into remission, and now it looks like it's back. Which cancer is? Fucked. Yeah, fuck cancer. The fuck as they works. say. Really great slogan. Yeah, couldn't get behind it more. Fuck <laughs> cancer. It's one of those things. I think ninety nine percent of people on earth. Yeah, uh, have seen a family member yeah. or experienced themselves just how awful. Yeah, man. that is. Yeah. What yeah. else? What is? Chase and Buttigieg. Why uh, is he trending? Pete's husband is trending because of the woman who withdrew her support oh. when she found out uh, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg was gay after already having cast her vote. Yeah, or, committing yeah. committing to him in the caucus. She was like, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. She so. was like, I, it, the moment when she realizes that, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. And also like... If that if something like that is so like immediately disqualifying, do some research. Right. Just right. a little bit. You would you would think that that would be one of her but maybe she's somebody who hates all like many different types yeah. of people and so she was like, her, I mean her argument was uh, biblical. She had a right. biblical she was argument. Like he should read the Bible and then. Then his one of his campaign workers was like, but he does. And she did a, I think a good job because she realized, you know, there's a certain point when you hear someone respond to an issue that you go, oh, I can't reason with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's person. when she was like, I respect your not well-formed opinion. I right. respect that you have it. Right. And maybe we just don't need to fight. But joke's on you. I already signed the card. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knicks are trending. They fired their president, Steve Mills. Uh, this is just, just more of... You know, James Dolan being an amazing team owner and just having, you know, steady hand at the till. Yep, exactly. You got, look, there's some waves. Yeah. But uh, you'll get through them or you can panic and say the boat's sinking and then right. just jump into a life raft. Yeah. Is the president of the Knicks, do you know how big of a hand he has in all their trades and stuff and identify? I like, mean, it depends. It changes based on like the, the franchise. franchise. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, 
you know, their general manager, Scott Perry, will oversee the basketball operations in the interim, but I guess uh, Steve Mills had been overseeing them. I know that, you know, he oversaw the Porzingis trade and I think was the person who came out and was the spokesperson. Uh, That was a controversial trade that happened last year. And apparently uh, Nick's owner, James Dolan, uh, who... You know, he's uh, inherited his role as the head of a massive uh, media empire from his father, who was actually, I guess, a visionary. Uh, And he has used his position uh, as the owner of the Knicks and the owner of Madison Square Garden to completely fuck over Knicks fans and also uh, music fans. Mm -hmm. He managed to fuck over music fans because his uh his band JD and the Straight Shot JD and the Straight Shot opens for bands like the Eagles uh, that's even. like but that's part of the terms like okay right. you play Madison Square Garden yeah. my band's opening yeah. they're like we're the Eagles right but he would never put it in the contract he would just you know be like it's kind of hinging yeah, yeah he'd just put his dick on the table in the negotiation uh, that was that. That's the sound of that. Yeah. The He's I mean, a, but I, for instance, to to give you a sense of like how much a president can do, he is uh, reportedly looking to get Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri, uh, who is, you know, he was one. He was kind of the architect of their championship last year. Right. So, you know, that's a that's a president who is extremely involved. Um, I mean, ugh. look, my heart goes out to Knicks fans. I know, man. As uh, you know, I I've, I've, I support teams that go through lean years. Yeah. Uh, but to be a, like, I know a lot of diehard Nick fans, which is really interesting. Like, a lot of transplants here. I don't know if they do it because they, like, don't want to jump on the, like, Lakers or Clipper bandwagon. Right. But they're like, nah, man, I'm a Knicks fan. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Bless you, sir. Seriously. You've had daggers straight into your soul constantly you've been out to sea for so long <laughs> right <laughs> hey man bring this bring bring the chips back to new york huh yeah uh it's getting it's getting to that point where i don't know it, it's interesting because it's not like the franchise feels cursed it feels just like they like uh acute ineptitude by one person who's in charge of the franchise yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i've it, heard a scenario like this yeah acute ineptitude at the top yeah Huh. Huh. Anyways. Uh, Wait, what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see. I'm sure he's not going to get uh, Ujiri because that is like the top. That's who everybody will want to run their franchise. And, right. Uh, literally, like this that's is a big what, gamble for him, right? Th- but this is like what he, what Dolan and you know Nick's uh, supporters and Nick's front office people were doing last year when they were like, yeah, well then we're gonna trade away Porzingis because then Kevin Durant and Kyrie are gonna come here and we'll have Zion, right? And we'll have Zion, and they just Ooh. nobody wants to play for your James Dolan. Like the second yeah. he sells the team, I'm sure it'll. Sure, it'll be an attractive place to play. Uh, anyways, we can't put any of this in the title, or he will find it. So, <laughs> uh, let's talk about McMillions. There's a new HBO documentary series chronicling. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite stories the we ever told in a cracked article. The stolen Monopoly yeah. McDonald's pieces. Yeah, man. He he really did it. 
It was just a guy who was somewhere in the uh, quality control line, quality control chain, you know, somewhere along the line of like securing the pieces, the winning pieces, the winning pieces from McDonald's Monopoly game. And he was able to just start giving them out to friends and family. And somehow, I mean, I guess he just noticed that McDonald's was not on their shit when it came to. Oh, yeah. To oversee because he was the was one winning. they trusted to distribute the pieces. So right. when it's that guy and he's like building trap doors into his jackets and shit to smuggle right. these things on planes, yeah. I mean it'll be that. I mean I remember we were talking about it because the story got a lot of more a lot more texture than this last year, and right. we talked about the story. A documentary would be fascinating. Although, didn't we say like that it was like option nearly immediately the second oh. that Daily Beast article? Yeah, came I'm out sure. Like I feel, I feel like this is one of those stories that will be both documentary and feature, yeah. feature film. And it's the like you know for in the podcasting industry, this is that sweet spot, man. Just uh, mass culture and true crime, popular culture and true crime. Yeah, there. Yeah, ah, it's a nailed on hit. Bro. Oh man, ah, fucking right. slam dunk. Dude, Lay call, up. dude call, call, call McD, dude. It's a slam dunk in the end zone <laughs> while hitting a home run out from outside the 18. <laughs> while hitting a home run into a hole in one. Boom. Uh, and then, you know, Iowa caucuses are obviously the number one thing trending. Uh, we now have 62% of precincts reporting. As of this recording. As yes. of this recording. Uh, and Buttigieg is ahead on delegates, but Sanders is ahead on the popular vote. And depending on what channel you're watching, they'll uh, they make all kinds of things out of this. Yeah. Like on CNN, they're like, "Don't look at the popular vote part right. where Sanders is ahead. Look at the delegate count." Which I know there is obviously because at the end of the day, we're talking about delegates here, so right. that does matter. But there's this, I don't know, CNN that was sort of hard to watch the second the results came out and them just trying to be like, "Yeah, so this looks like a this this is a dub." Yeah, dub for Buttigieg. Uh, Clearly, he knew what he was talking about when he declared victory and and a, and a story. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's also these popular vote numbers. But back to these, and it's only sixty percent of the results so right. far. Yeah, it's so a, we'll it, see. It was um, uh, the guy who was the head of the party. He looked just ooh. so embarrassed. He looked like the sort of person who has uncomfortable bowel movements just based on his overall build and face. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it looked like we were watching him have history's most uncomfortable bowel movement while he was on stage. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to cry. Yeah, I, I, I kind of could have seen a single tear falling down his face. Because but. when he started on his sort of speech saying like, you know, I've caucused for 20 years. Yeah. And I thought, I'm like, yes, turn it on. Get those sympathy points right now. Yeah. Like, I didn't want his it voice to be broke like a little bit. This. It hurts me too. I mean, that is a lot of adversity for a you know, white dude to go through. They, yeah. To have they're an not app, used to that sort of thing. App crap out on you like that. Right. So we'll see. I mean, uh, the the biggest takeaway, I will say, yes, Buttigieg should, he can hang his hat on that little bit of uh, bump he got because he went from being a single digit yeah. person to being in the top two as of this 62%. That could change. But you know who should really be quaking in their bold boots? Is old Joe Biden. Old Joe Biden. He is... It does not. It was look not good. a good look for him. I mean, it's wild because five thirty eight heading into this had him as like the prohibitive favorite just based on his national numbers. But the second these numbers came out, like everybody on MSNBC was like, "Man, he might be. If he doesn't win South Carolina, he'll probably drop out that night." 
because New, sure, yeah. New Hampshire's not looking good for him either. Like New Hampshire at, is not a possibility for him. Right. When you look at uh, Sanders' numbers in New Hampshire, they're kind of spiking um, yeah. at, at the right time. So I mean, this this is also going to hurt for donations too. You put up you put up numbers like that, then the donors are like, "What yeah. the fuck am I giving you this?" Money I mean, for? the second these numbers hit, there there were reports of him reaching out to his donors and trying to being like, "Hey, go to Joe." Three o three three o three o. Give me some dough, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's you know it, it'll be interesting to see as this develops. But like we talk, uh, like we talk about on tomorrow's episode, Iowa is mainly about the media narrative. So uh, this is the sort of you know story. This is a moment for the media to try and be kingmaker. Right. And it's these sort of ambiguous results where the media gets to make whatever the narrative that they want to tell up. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they're going to do this thing, right, where they're like, who would have thought Pete Buttigieg, rather than acknowledging their blind spot for Bernie. Yeah. Turning it on like, you know, we've gotten it wrong in the past, but, you know, Buttigieg, right. really, the wind is at his back I mean, right it's now. almost like Buttigieg is this year's Trump. Yeah. You know, we just didn't see him coming. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll see how this affects things going forward. I'm sure it will make Buttigieg even more attractive to his billionaire donors. That yeah. that was wild when he so he came out right after those results were announced. Yeah, and, in New Hampshire. Yeah, and was like, you know, we started this campaign a year ago. Nobody heard of me. I had no money. It was like, yo, fam, you Maybe had like at the most point. billionaire donors. Yeah, now you're caked up. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, but hey, look, love an underdog story. Yeah, you know, nobody, no, everybody said they were gonna. Nobody said we could do it. Nobody said we could do it. Actually, Here I mean, no one said we should do it. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. Sick. I was used to this. throwing to breaks, but we're throwing to the ultimate break until tomorrow morning. Until we bid you adieu. Yeah. Uh, so have a great night, everyone, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with more daily zeitgeist. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.